Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Transforming Trauma, a safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to learn about creative ways to find support, resources, share their stories. Transforming Trauma is about love, healing, community, and joy and possibility. And most importantly, it's about transforming your pain into power, one day at a time. I'm Eve, a survivor and coach working with survivors in one-on-one support sharpen your skills sessions through Rachel Grant's Beyond Surviving program. I help survivors integrate their skills, overcome resistance they might be feeling, support them around any obstacle or places where they're feeling stuck. So today, my guest and dear friend had to call out because she's struggling with some post-concussion symptoms. So you got me, myself, and I, and I'm really grateful to have this opportunity to share some of what's going on in my corner of the world. I recently had my first speaking engagement with a local rape crisis center that has a speaker's bureau. Um, It was my first opportunity to speak to an audience in the community about my story, and they picked for a first event a group of other volunteers who are actually being trained to be on a web, web hotline, a web chat program. They're just starting. So there was about 50 people and just wanted to share, regardless of whether or not you're going to ever do a speaking event, Um, Some lessons learned were to BYOS, bring your own snacks, and plan ahead for a a nice activity or treat afterwards because it was a really big deal um, doing that. And I'm guessing that you've got things in your lives that are a big deal and you might kind of sell yourself short with how much courage or effort you put into it, you took, it took to do it. So those are some little tips I wanted to share about things that I learned from my first experience. And just to be compassionate because I really wanted it to go perfectly and it went good enough and I'm sure I'll continue to to get better with it just like this podcast has developed and grown and 
still a work in progress, but it doesn't mean you can't keep pushing and keep trying and, and know that it's, it's good enough. And it's amazing that, you know, you're doing something. Um, trauma has a way of making us feel stuck and incapable and, um, frozen. So move in is a good thing, whatever that looks like for you. And on a related note, this imposter syndrome thing, knowing that that is a thing, Google it, imposter syndrome. It's been coming up a lot for me with interviewing for full-time jobs. Um, I'm curious if anyone knows any research on this in relation to trauma, because I would guess that it's a little bit worse than the average person who suffers from this, which I know that it's not, I used to think it was just a a female thing, but it's not a gender-related thing. Um, There are reasons that female-identified folks certainly struggle with feeling competent given all the workplace discrimination and misogyny that we experience in the world. Um, But just wanted to throw that in there as something that you might relate to and just to have language for it can be super empowering. Um, I can kind of recognize, oh, I'm feeling like I didn't actually study social work for all these years and just passed my licensing exam and have completed really rigorous internships and gotten lots of wonderful recommendations, but instead feeling like I'm going to be discovered that I'm not the real thing and I actually still struggle, so how the heck can I help anyone else? You know, as you can hear in what I'm saying, that's pretty faulty logic. I think that certainly my own history is a tremendous asset to the people I work with and the friends and family in my life that I have this experience and I can hold space for people's suffering and not try to fix them, but um, remembering that that is a strength of mine and reconnecting to my best self. I'll get into that in a, in a minute, but I've been thinking about loneliness too and how even though I have a, a partner now that I can still feel lonely and how sometimes when you are single or if you choose to be single, you can think that things might be different if you only had this or you only had that, but I think that that trauma really hits us in the core. And so I I noticed even being with a partner, I could still feel this intense loneliness, especially this happened around the Kavanaugh hearings and just feeling like really, really upset and not really sure what I needed. So it was a pretty brutal, brutal place to be in the company of someone who so wanted to give me love and support and Um, just reminded me that it takes time in new partnerships and friendships and even family ships to to learn how to express your needs and to get them met. But it is possible, and it's a beautiful endeavor worth pursuing. Um, But yeah, when I'm working on this, it looks like trying to feel more connected to myself. So what can I do to feel connected to my competent self, my adventurous self, Um, when I'm going through a big transition or a difficult time, I can get really thrown off with this stuff. So trying to do things that connect with people and activities that that connect me to who I was before this transition or who I was before this this hard thing that I'm going through. So for me right now, that looks like connecting to the people who I've done activism with and people who have been cheering me on all these years, really making an effort to to balance my job search with connecting with them, whether that's in person or sending an email, just making sure that my days are are balanced and create some structure. So I hope that might be useful for some of you who might be able to relate to that. And back to the Kavanaugh hearing a little bit, I listened to some feminist podcasts, Jacqueline Friedman's and 
Call Your Girlfriend, and those are really great ones if you've never checked them out. And I really appreciated just the raw emotion that these podcast hosts were sharing about how exhausting it's been and brutal, and I just felt like I needed to name that because I think the last podcast I wasn't very forthcoming about how speechless I was and kind of at a loss of words, but it did impact me and it's continuing to impact me. And I'm shocked about how much crap it brought up because I didn't even know there was so much stewing in my unconscious that I was still processing. So I can definitely imagine why so many people are calling these hotlines and I've thought about it, whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing, because I feel like that sounds terrible that the hotline numbers have like skyrocketed, but really, I don't think that the Kavanaugh hearing changes the rates of abuse and assault. I think it's a good thing if people are reaching out for support. Um, there is something sad to me about what that means if people reach out to an anonymous stranger. That means that they can't do that to people in their own life, but you know, for many people, that's just the the first person they disclose to, or there's plenty of reasons that people reach out to a hotline. I know I've done it at least once or twice, and it's an incredible service, and we should really, really have incredible appreciation for these services and help give them funds and and whatnot, but I just wanted to, to mention that the Kavanaugh hearing is, even though it's over, it's definitely not over in, in my head or body, and I was actually at a wedding rehearsal dinner this weekend and couldn't believe there were all these jokes about the Kavanaugh hearing and I had never in the past several weeks been around anyone joking about it and I guess I don't watch a lot of those comedy news shows that probably would help me manage the intensity of the world climate right now but I I did not realize that this hearing was so funny to so many liberal people I almost couldn't comprehend what was funny about it. I think I might have to ask somebody to explain explain it to me, but you know, everyone copes in different ways and if laughter and distancing from the intensity works for people, I guess I can't judge them, but certainly I think it's a pretty insensitive thing to talk about that and I'm a little disappointed. Um but that was my experience and that was the judgment call of other people to talk about it that way. So I also had a family member ask me what I took away from the Kavanaugh hearing, and I completely froze up. On one hand, I really appreciated him asking me that question, but I just didn't want to go into it. So I guess I made a choice, which is always empowering, that I didn't have to. And I also I felt angry towards him because I, I recognized a lot of his toxic masculinity that day while I watched the hearing all day for far too many hours, but it was important to me. I'm sure many of you as well. I told him, this family member, oh, a few weeks ago that I that I had actually like made this connection, that I, that I thought he was similar, and he was taken aback, and I think this weekend he either forgot or chose to disregard that I had expressed that. Um, but this, I will admit, wasn't my most intentional interaction with a family member, but sometimes I and we just take these risks, and we crash and burn, and... Life is messy, and it's never too late to try to pick up the pieces. Um, in this case, there weren't kind of ramifications for for me making that comment, and um, I'm glad that I chose that I didn't have the energy or interest in going into it, but now that it's been a few days, I can look back and wonder if you know he was trying to connect with me, and maybe there's a way I can talk to him about 
what it brought up, or maybe I can reflect on the fact that I don't think he really has the emotional tools to have the conversation in a way that would feel supportive. So bravo for him asking a question, and maybe it's enough to just say, I appreciate your asking me. Um, It's been really hard, and I will just leave it at that. But thank you. I think that that feels feels good to me and authentic, and I I really do wish that more people would reach out to survivors and acknowledge how this is impacting them and how they can support them. I do think when I'm at my best, I can be thoughtful going into such conversations and likely leads to a better exchange. But I hope that you're all taking good care and being kind to yourself. If this is still having a lingering effect on you, I definitely am someone who tunes out of the news a lot. And I feel shame about that as someone who's deeply cares about suffering and activism and politics. And I am thinking to have a election party coming up to remind people to vote and make phone calls and send postcards so you know we can all find our own way to engage in ways that are are nourishing and and feel good so thank you so much for tuning in and joining us today please don't forget to visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and explore other resources available on the site there's so many and please be sure to subscribe to this podcast we have much more to share And lastly, as I mentioned last month, please, please send me questions and um, ideas of people or yourself. If you'd like to talk to me on the podcast, there's no requirement. Um, We're all just in this together, learning and sharing and um, being real. Um, You can email me at jocelyn at rachelgrantcoaching.com, and I hope to hear from you. All right, until next time, take good care. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.